Hey folks, just a quick message before we get the show started. Uh, this would be more mini fool territory, but I wanted to get the word out now since it may be a minute before we get to uh, recording new mini fool. I want to give a huge, huge shout out to a guy that I met on on Instagram named Prime Two the First, who oh, yeah. created some incredible um, miniature. Their uh, one twelfth scale arcade machines for my figures. Uh, if you follow our Instagram, you know I am sort of dipping my toe into uh, action figure photography and building my own dioramas and stuff. And I found this guy through another guy on there on uh, Instagram. I ordered them. These things look exactly like they are real machines just scaled down but he builds them he he's got the the decals on there that look just like they did on the arcade cabinets that the screens even light up which is really cool oh wow man yeah i'm at the cd shits i mean I, i've seen i've seen them on our instagram the uh pictures that you posted but i need to uh i need to see these in first hand yeah, I haven't done a full official photo shoot yet. I will by the time this episode is up or very soon after. Um, so please go and check out his Facebook, which uh, his name is Prime, P-R-I-M-E, the number two, the first, D-A, the number one, S-T. And that's all one word, Prime two, the first. Um, he's also got his Instagram account where... That's where I hit him up and and ordered these. I mean, it's it's a decent price for for these quality pieces of, of machinery. Uh, or you got, not machinery, but uh, uh, you know, fake machinery. For, and you got for, two. Yeah, I got two for uh, prop pieces, um, and they are just incredible. I love them. I stare at them every day, and. Uh, I just wanted to give him a, a quick shout out. I know we'll be talking about it more on another mini fool. I just want to get the word out there now. Um, so please check him out, follow him, tell him Death Cake sent you. And with that, let's get on with the show. Yeah, but we can't start without some theme music. Mommy, wow! I'm a big kid now. Hey, hey. Yo. Welcome back to Death Cakes Podcast. Nope. Nope. Oh, you didn't get the memo? What? We're now called the, we're not called the Bloodhound Gang. 
like to say I got the memo, but it took us so goddamn long to get this steel cage out of the office, well, I couldn't get any of my mail. Well, the steel cage is gone, but what about what you did to the ring? <laughs> I mean, if you and Sadmo Kaufman hadn't gotten into it and you hadn't DDT'd him off the side of the ring into a big death cake, I mean, maybe you wouldn't have to clean up such a big mess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, uh. It was funny though. It made for some really good, uh, some really good highlights that you'll probably never see. Yeah. Yeah. Probably never see. Probably never hear. But, uh, yeah, we are back with the Death Cakes show. And, yeah. And, and, and real quick, that, uh, the upcoming, like I said, that end cap for, um, for, the DCP wrestling that'll be on an upcoming I'm Any the Fool, which will be in a couple weeks, so at least that particular episode there might be another one. Uh you know, another Many the Fool episode between then and now, but definitely that episode will be here in a couple weeks. Yeah. And in the meantime, we're getting back to business, getting back to nostalgia. Why did we mention the Bloodhound Gang? Because today, folks, we are talking about the fourth nostalgic kids network the well it's uh, not well, it's not entertaining uh back then it might be the it, depending on where you were and what kind of uh, access you had it might have been the first for you true that is very true and you know it's not so much entertainment as it was edutainment yes ladies and gentlemen we are talking about pbs now, before you turn it off. Well, first of all, don't turn it off. Um, well, you know what? I'll tell you this. We talked about way back in the early days of the show, back in episode five. Where we talked Sesame Street at length. Uh, at length. <laughs> still one of my favorite episodes that we, that we did, especially <laughs> back then. So uh, I would say go back and listen to that. But you don't have to listen to it now. I mean, if you want to turn it off now, go back to that. Cool. If not, stick around and then come back to that one later. Yeah, and I say don't turn it off because, you know, people think PBS now, they, they think, you know, documentaries and, and Downton Abbey and all that stuff. But no, when you were a kid back, uh, maybe not so much now, but back in the 80s and 90s, that was your go-to at, uh, in the in the, the days you didn't have school you would have your regular cartoons from what 6am to about 9 o'clock in, in the uh, morning yep. then you wouldn't have your your afternoon cartoons till about 2-3 o'clock so if you weren't playing outside what did you do you changed the channel to your local PBS station your public, your, uh, public broadcasting station and you watched Sesame Street, you watch Reading Rainbow, you watched all the other shows that we're going to touch on, and probably won't touch on them all, but you know we're going to hit them all. And you watched them, and you enjoyed them, and you probably learned something too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you named a few of them off top, man. 
and we play a game. We did the Sesame Street episode way back then. Uh, you know, I got another question though. And we also, uh, I wouldn't listen to it again, but we also, uh, <laughs> uh, unless you want to give yourself nightmares, we talked about the Letter People, which is also a PBS show. Oh, it's a great show. It's a great, you know, a great podcast that we did. But uh, my question is, I, you sent me a link. Oh, what? A month and a half, two months ago, and I'm pissed because I feel like that garbage pail movie where the garbage pail kids when they got out and they were trying to figure out ways to put him back in. Who the fuck let the letter people's back out of that back out of the hell mouth that they were trapped under for like 30 years? Yeah, well, this because they're coming back. Yeah, well, I don't even think it's. I don't even think that's official. Is the problem? Um, a lot of the the clips and the um, the songs that we played on that episode was episode 12 12 um, came from a YouTube channel I think YouTube channels uh, Letter People Land or something like that Yes. but anyway this group of people I don't know if they started a GoFundMe or started a Kickstarter but they started this whole web series the Letter People Return and they're trying to redo these old cart or these old you know shows, but with I don't know if these are the same puppets or what kind of blood sacrifice they did to create these old these puppets. It's CGI though, isn't it? Some of it is. Some of no, it's like CGI. Hey, I'm gonna pull it up because I thought the it fuck was out puppets. Of me. You sent me this link that was like, no, 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 and I go and look it up. And I said the same thing. I threw my phone across the room. I was scared. No, these are puppets. They with, are puppets. I... With, with a green screen behind. Oh, Jesus. They aren't as... I mean, the puppets are a little bit better well-constructed than the uh, original ones. But they are not good. You know what I think someone did? Remember that KETC station that used to be over on Del Mar and Big Bend? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, nah, nah, Big Ben in Forest Park. You sit there and now it's, now it, now WashU is built over it. Somebody dug, like, in the basements of, like, that particular wing of WashU and found a portal into, into hell. <laughs> and they're the ones behind this thing. They've been brainwashed and, like, on autopilot, basically. Yeah. And but... they're the ones trying to bring it back. And they look so you know, and the voices are bad. And yeah, well, I don't want to talk too much or uh, or what's his name will show up. Who, Reggie? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was his name? Isn't that guy Smiley? It's Monty uh, Swell. Monty Swell, yeah. The, Monty. AKA the Reggie Fizzamay. <laughs> so goodbye, goodbye to one and all, and kissy, kissy. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, Stop it. Shit. All right, no, no back to, you know, there's more stuff on PBS besides what, that. So. Yeah, stop, reset. Okay, we're back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, PBS Kids, um, which I don't even know. Was it labeled PBS Kids back then, or was... Nope. Did that become a PBS. block later on? Yeah, it was just PBS, and you had your kid block. Um, it And usually, if, I, if memory serves, Sesame Street was like the anchor that came in at like 11 o'clock. Like it, they they had a couple other shows, and then at eleven o'clock lunchtime was Sesame Street, and then it was the rest of the show. 
that's about right. Um, now let me take it back even further, man, because I remember actually whether it was getting ready for preschool at kindergarten in the morning or just being home in one of those summers and just happen to be up early and have it set to our channel nine because that was the PBS. That's the PBS here in St. Louis is channel nine. Um, and like first thing in the morning was always like someone doing doing yoga. Like you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Like in the blank room. It's kind of weird when you think back to it. It's almost like it's almost like her own personal like dungeon. And yeah. it's very sparsely lit and she's just her by herself doing doing yoga and, and stretches and, and stuff. Yeah, I remember that one and then I remember and I think it would go into uh I think it would go into Mr. Rogers after that, but I'm I don't I don't remember the timetable specifically. See, and now I'm older than you. So if you know, from my recollection, at least, you know, when I was growing up, it was it was the yoga girl and then it went into Romper Room. Which was a show from like the seventies or from like late seventies, early. Actually, I'm looking at it went from the sixties. Yeah, I was gonna say because my pops remembers Romper Room from when he was little. So yeah, okay, so yeah, it went for a while. Um, it became Romper Room and Friends in 1981. But you know that's that's what I always remember waking up to. I don't remember that at all. How how um, much how long was that running? Holy shit! According to the Internet Bible, it was from 1953 to 1994. Jesus Christ! I didn't think it went to yeah. I didn't think it went to 94. I never saw one lick of Rock Room. It it must not have been on PBS. Like at Uh, that point, like going to through the 90s. I don't know where else it would have been. Maybe on one of those, like back when the Learning Channel was a Learning Channel, or. Something like that, because oh man, no, okay. Got, here I found because they they were different versions for each city. It looks like for St. Louis, there was a version on KTVI. What's that? What's KTVI? KTVI? That's uh Fox. That's Fox. Yeah, used to be ABC. Okay, so huh. so maybe it wasn't on. Maybe it wasn't on. Uh, on PBS. Yeah, I sure as I don't remember that. Yeah, I will redact my remarks. Uh, we'll just cut that part out. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was yoga and then it was... It was Maybe uh, you changed it to the channel because you didn't want to watch the yoga. I guess so, but that yoga lady was kind of creepy. I told you it was weird, right? It, Cause like yeah, because she'd have a like a... Not it's not like yoga today, where it's like you know chicks in yoga pants and all that stuff. She was. Well, it wasn't even like power yoga or anything like that, or the kind of stuff that's popular now. Or you mm-hmm. know, it was just this. Like I said, it was very sparsely lit. She had these weird. She had really long hair, and she always wore one of those singlets, but not like a not like a bathing suit kind of one. It was one of those ones that. It was like a leotard, you know, covered their long sleeve arms and, you know, long pants, but it was all one piece. 
And she would wear that and do yoga. And it was, uh, it was really boring, guys. Of course it was. It was like, and it, you know, it used to always, there was like always some sort of strange wall hanging that was there behind her, if you remember that. I can see it in my mind, I just can't describe what it exactly was, but you remember that? Mm, no, not really. I'm looking it up on, you know, we always say we need to post stuff on the Facebook and we never get around to doing it, but <laughs> I'm going to have to do it for this one because I'm not doing it justice, but it just looks so weird. It was like almost, almost, it was vaguely mesmerizing, like, but in a bad way. Yeah, and did she have music? I don't think she had. There music. was music. There was like light piano music or something. Was it? Okay. Okay. But, yeah, um, but, yeah, let's. But we got lots of covers. So that, yeah, so then it was yoga, and then. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Mr. Rogers after that. Yeah. Or and, close to it. And we mentioned Mr. Rogers somewhere in conversation in the past episode. Couldn't tell you where. Um. And was talking about how that show kind of legacy is still goes on as they've they've it's animated now. It's called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood mm-hmm. because uh, back in the Mister Rogers, uh, he had the neighborhood of make believe, which the trolley would go. Uh, you know, he he had the trolley that was in his house behind him, and he would kind of he he'd bring it out, and then the trolley he would imagine it would go to another land or whatever, and. Uh, one of the puppets was Daniel Tiger he lived in a clock and so they've just taken that concept and just blown it up and made it a cartoon which is I mean I guess that's kind of cool for kids yeah. you know um, but one thing I'll say that's interesting about that is like that song like the it's such a good feeling and and uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood they're they still use it but they've altered the lyrics just a bit and so it was funny one time I was on Netflix and they have episodes of Mr. Rogers up there and I went in and fucking the kids were in there and they were kind of singing it but then it would change because they knew it from their little uh, their little cousins who watched Daniel Tiger so they were familiar with all the lyrics but then there'd be like a slight alteration to it like wait <laughs> what <laughs> yeah yeah and Mr. Rogers I mean it it was probably as white bread and sanitary as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and that was, you know, the same thing, teaching manners and all that kind of stuff. Life lessons, really. You know, it was kind of, it was kind of a mix. It's like most PPS things. It was just kind of a mix of everything. You know? It was. It, you know what? <laughs> In a way... I feel like I mean I know that Pee Wee's Playhouse was sending up variety shows and children's shows of like the 50s and 60s or whatever but I feel like it was kind of sending up Mr. Rogers in a way too like how you don't know where Pee Wee actually lives he just shows up to this fucking playhouse for a while and talks to the camera where did Mr. Rogers actually come from and then he goes and changes his whole he changes his shoes and puts on a a zip up hoodie I never thought about that. Yeah, this you know is what I'm this is he he you, they show him walking from somewhere. He walks in this house, puts on he takes his shoes off at the door, puts on different shoes, puts on, takes off his coat, puts on a cardigan, and he starts messing around this house. 
And so my question is, what the hell does he do? Because he has two houses. He gets mail here and everything. Oh yeah, uh, the mail mailman was Mister 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 McFeely, which is a creepy name, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, who was it? Um, who was it? Uh, somebody tweet a comedian tweeted. Oh, it was uh, the comedian John Hodgman. He tweeted uh, a couple months ago. He's like, don't blame. Uh, don't don't blame the internet for the fall of of the U.S. Postal Service. Blame Mister McFeely for for shirking his job and fucking around with Mister Rogers all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, right. <laughs> or go, no, it said don't blame blame Mister McFeely for for shirking off work and go with Mister Rogers to see how crayons are made. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Because Mr. McFeely would show up with some mail, and then they start talking about how to cook or make lunch, or then and they get and they get up and go to like the tuba factory. Oh <laughs> man, I remember that. <laughs> and then, uh, that, oh, that's hilarious. I think I remember that episode where they went to where, where they made crayons or something. Yeah, and had the whole assembly line and all that stuff. Yeah, they showed it all, and they always had like some some jazz music in the background. Yeah, because I think he was a he was a uh, Mr. Roger himself was uh, I want to say a jazz musician. Or I, I know he played piano. Yeah, he would play piano on the show sometimes too. But I think he was some sort of light jazz. I, I mean, Mr. Rogers. When I say it's white bread, I, I mean because this man is the straighter than straight I know there have been a lot of like uh, rumors on the internet like, like the reason Mr. Rogers wears long sleeves all the time is because he was a sniper in the military and he, he got tattoos for every one of his kills so he had to wear long sleeves that is completely false Mr. Rogers was a pacifist I even he may have even been a vegetarian I don't know but he was he he was he, he was a pacifist. He didn't believe in violence or anything. I, I, I'm sure him and his wife probably had separate beds, too. Oh, God. Well, I mean, he didn't have any kids. Anyway. There was always the neighborhood kids showing up. Remember when that kid showed up with that with, with that uh, linoleum and started breakdancing on his lawn? <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. showing them how to, he was showing them how to breakdance. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Because I, I remember that from, wait, you know, they, they rerun that episode when I was a kid. I don't know when it initially came out, but... I remember seeing that, and then on uh, not even YouTube. It was way before before YouTube. It's like this, you know when you used to be able to just post video clips online and download them from some website or message board or something, and someone had uploaded that clip. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and he was a uh, he was a Presbyterian minister too. Um, I can see that. I'm just looking here. He was ma- no. He did have. T- he had kids. Oh, he had two kids. He had two sons. But um, you know, another thing you may not know about Mister Rogers is that he, if he, he is like the forerunner of of uh, uh, the I don't want to say the piracy movement, but. There was a Supreme Court case had me back in the early '80s because it was uh, about Betamax, 
and how um, Universal Studios was suing because people were wait I'm pulling it up right now the Betamax case Sony of America versus Universal Studios uh, it was a Supreme Court decision um, the court ruled that manufacturers of of a home video recording devices such as Betamax and VCRs cannot be liable for infringement because the the studios were, were saying that you know it's illegal for you to copy and old school download you know our shows on onto these tapes and then you know mass produce them or, or give them to other people to watch if they don't have you know that channel or whatever and Mr. Rogers actually went to the Supreme Court case as a witness for Sony and you know said that you know my show is an educational show and I don't see the problem with with, with uh, people recording that show you know teachers and and uh, churches or whoever recording the show so they can show their kids you know later in life or you know down the road or share it with other other classes other schools other kids you know because it's education and right. so he he was a proponent of of you know sharing basically yeah well it's one of the values he taught uh, on the show yeah um, but man there was something else I was gonna say. you know the other thing do you remember there were a couple times or maybe I'm thinking this maybe maybe I'm thinking of uh Maybe it's the same episode. I'm just remembering a couple of times when they showed it. Where he just straight broke the fourth wall. Like he straight up walked off the set and showed you where everybody was playing the music and stuff from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the other like thing. Every show do that. Yeah. Because every show. I, I don't know if you know. You probably don't know this. Or maybe. I don't know. Every show. The songs are played live. That theme song is played live every taping because the band I've, is just off camera right and so actually every episode it's it, 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 it's slightly different mm-hmm. not, I mean they don't change up the composition but I mean you know you don't rec- create the same thing twice so no it's not recorded they play it yeah they, they play it every episode that's that's fucking crazy it is and the thing you want to use PBS like how much were they paying these session players and, and bands and stuff to do this Oh, they couldn't be paying it much. I wouldn't think so. Maybe they just, you know, maybe maybe for the because it was educational and because of what it was and who it was. I guess they probably didn't tax them very much for it. But I'm just saying, you know, that would cost. I don't know who would just show up and do that anymore. Yeah, I don't know either. But I mean, yeah, Mister Rogers is like the. If there was a PBS kid show, Mount Rushmore, he's right there. You know, Big Bird's up there. LeVar Burton's probably up there. I don't know who the fourth person would be, but, you know, he's, he's you know, one of the pinnacle um, people. He, he, well, even if you didn't like the show, you watched the show. And right. I, I think that, that's kind of the feeling with all of these, these PBS shows as kids even, you know, I, I said it in, in our Sesame Street episode, go back and listen, um, 
Um, I probably watched Sesame Street and some of these PBS shows a lot later than you know, a normal whatever age kid. When you, I I watched them more than when you would age out of them, mostly because of you and your brother and your sister would, would be yeah. over at the house and watching them. So, you know, I would sit and watch them too, and I, you know, it, it's just all in my whether I liked it or not, it was it's all in my head. Yeah, and especially when my brother came along because. By then, you know, my sister and I, I mean, we were just starting to kind of age out of that stuff. And then here he comes. And, of course, we don't have cable. So here we are watching all this stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I mean, as, um, as as far as those shows go, I think Mr. Rogers is one you definitely age out of pretty quickly. Just because oh, it's yeah. so slow and it's very, you know, it's very easy. I don't think he's necessarily, I, would, I wouldn't say talking down to you. But he's talking in such a way that you would talk to a, a smaller child, you know, so that they yeah. understand. And you're already beyond that. And then also, when you start to see the uh, the neighborhood of make believe, you see how frightening these fucking puppets are, especially uh, Lady Elaine Fairchild. That's when you start getting visions like what happened in our Letter People episode. So you start to leave <laughs> Mister Rogers alone. Yeah. Uh, but but I will say um, a couple of things I remember about that show. Number one, I think it was the first time I saw um, Donkey Kong. Really. Like, because well, because the uh, the grocery stores, you know, again going back to our old episodes, we we're talking about video games being in the grocery stores and everything, uh, and their entryways and all that, and Seven mm-hmm. Elevens and stuff. They had Donkey Kong Junior, but I don't think I saw the original Donkey Donkey Kong anywhere for a while. It'd be like maybe a couple of years, but I remember seeing. No, 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 that's not true. Not true. My bad. No, but I think it was the first time I saw it on TV. Like, they were showing... Because he had gone to a bakery where uh, there was a chef in the neighborhood of Make Believe, but then in the real life, he was also a chef, so we'd go to his bakery a lot. Oh, yeah. And he'd gone to get something, and while he was waiting for whatever it was to get finished cooking or baking or whatever, he was talking to some kid playing Donkey Kong, and he was showing him... He was showing Mr. Rogers how to play and how to move... How to move Mario around and jump over the barrels and stuff. So I remember seeing that. So that's two things right there. He had kid, he had a kid show up and break dance. And he had a kid showing video games. So he was definitely, you know, whether it was him or the producers, they were definitely in with the time, saying, "Hey, you know, kids are kind of doing this right now. Why don't we throw this in the episode?" Um, yeah. The other time, and I'm having the damnest time trying to find it. I, I searched YouTube for years and then especially now because I knew we were going to do this episode I cannot find the episode for the life of me where I don't know where he went but he'd gone somewhere and he had put some money he put some change in the parking meter and he came back and the meter was expired he got a ticket and he got mad do you remember that? no I don't (laughs) me and my sister were like me and my sister remember it we know it it had happened and we were like remember that time when Mr. Rogers got pissed and when they say Mr. Rogers pissed look he is intensely calm if that's that's kind of an oxymoron but in his case it's not his his calmness was intense you know he never got riled up and just I just remember coming out and be like oh the meter ran out of time we stayed too long I got a ticket darn it and he got picked got picked up the ticket I just need to see it one more time before I die. But then they show him walk to City Hall. They go pay the ticket off, and 
Oh, it was hilarious, though. Yeah, I'm, I don't see it. I Damn. couldn't find it. I haven't been able to find it. It's the only time I ever remember Mr. Rogers getting mad. <laughs> and when I say Mr. Rogers mad again, we're talking about varying degrees here. Very, very much on the lower spectrum of, of anger, but it's probably like a point five on a scale of 1 to 10. But uh-huh. point. but just to see him do it. Uh-huh. It was episode, great. Episode uh, 1210. What? Is the ep- episode is 1210 is the episode. You found it already. I found the the episode title. I have not found any. Uh, What's video. the episode title? Twelve ten. That's oh. it. That's only that's that's the episode number. Um, <laughs> they show pictures of him walking to the courthouse and stuff. Oh, and the judge is played by uh, African American actor. I know who he is. Or I've seen him before, I think, but I don't know. doesn't point out who it is. Uh, speaking of African Americans, who is that guy? What do you remember his name? The one with the big his afro looked like a twelve inch LP. <laughs> no. Was it like it was like it's like a French Oh uh, wait a minute. Uh, Francois something. Francois. He didn't have a he didn't have an accent. I think he might have been Haitian. But he had a his name was Francois Francois Clemens. Francois Clemens. Yeah, he <laughs> The name sounds familiar, but I'm looking him up right now on my phone, man. Francois Clemens. Uh, I know this is a great podcast. That's not him. When we're looking up stuff, <laughs> but he was an African American singer, actor, playwright. Whoa! <laughs> I just okay. This this doesn't show it because I'm uh. I just looked him up on the Bible. He's still alive. He's 71 years old, but he well the afro's gone. Yeah. Because he's gone over but he's got on this big ass. <laughs> oh shit! I'm posting it on Facebook. I'm posting it right now. Shit. Okay, move on. Keep talking. Okay, <laughs> Let's, let's yeah, that, that, that's, that's, we're we're going down a hole that we we don't need to go down because oh, um now one show that that uh, carried on from like um, well actually no it started in 1980 went to 88 it was uh actually we sort of already mentioned it. It was a, a science educational show that uh, came on. It was three, two, one contact. I mean, it basically just talked about science, you know, basic, basic science. Nothing, you know, like like quantum physics or anything like that. You know, it, it was basic educational stuff for kids. You know, uh, I think they did do some stuff with like, you know, learning the parts of a molecule, the atom, and the protons and that kind of stuff. But it was all really basic. Yeah, it was kind of like if you want to make the comparison, it's kind of like Sesame Street, but for older kids. Like it does away with all of the puppets and you know all that kind of all, all that business. Like you don't have people like well, running around like hey, let her be, yeah, you know none yeah. of that. But it's got um, it, it cuts away. It'll have like little animations and stuff like that, or um, other sorts of 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 uh, 
like videos or topics or whatever with a, with a voiceover or music, and it's all science related. Yeah. But then it also had like in between all that stuff, it was kind of stitched together with these kids, and I think the cast the cast kind of rotated, didn't it? Yeah, it did. There there were several like the main cast or group or whatever were scientists that would you know uh, present whatever but then they had a group of kids that would like help with the experiments and it was kind of like Mr. Wizard kind of type stuff yeah except they didn't do so much it wasn't so much experiments like no. on like Bunsen burners and stuff like that they were they would have like a uh, oh for instance like they were cleaning or something like that and they would show somebody using a, a raw bar of soap just rubbing it on whatever they're trying to clean they're like no don't do that use use these these soap powder and you screw up and they explain why it covers more ground and stuff like that yeah yeah and then you know in between they would have we mentioned already the the bloodhound gang yes which, which would be these like um like it, it'd be a little mini mystery show that I was wrapped in into these uh, 3 to one Contact episodes Ex- with the exception right. of the mystery was never solved in that episode. They would, it was almost like, like they took a you know, a 20 minute show cut it into like 3 or 4 chunks and then spread it right. out a- along along uh, 5 or yeah, I- I'd say probably 5 episodes of 3 to one Contact for a week so you'd see the beginning of, of the adventure on Monday You'd see him solve it using usually some sort of math or some sort of weird, you know, science yeah, thing science, or, right. or a logic problem. You know that they they solve it by the end. Um, yeah, on Friday. Yeah, and, and it, it, it was one of those shows. Oh, not to cut you off, but it, it was one of those things that I looked forward to. Um, not just because you know it was a cool little you know mystery adventure thing, but it was one of the first really sort of diverse casts that I saw as a kid. Yeah. Because it it was a black girl. Who was the main character, right? Like kinda like yeah, she, kind of a de facto leader. Yeah, because the the Bloodhound Gang was the name of this like detective agency that they had. Kinda kind of a it was kind of a Billy Joe Jive. I was about detective to say agency. that. Like when I said when I made when I said it was like Sesame Street for older kids, this is the, this is their Billy Joe Jive. Yeah, and it's stretched it's, out it is in live action and it's stretched out for several episodes as opposed to just, you know, a, a, a two two minute cartoon. Yeah, and she was a teenager. Then there was another uh Hispanic kid who's actually in the Warriors. Yes, he, he was yeah, yeah, he's a uh, Rembrandt from the Warriors is in there. And then there's always a little kid. I think the little kid swapped out because sometimes it was like a little blonde haired kid with glasses. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was, I want to say there was a redhead boy too. I there was. Wrong there. Okay. They usually wore a cap, I think. Yeah, so that, the, the little kid would always swap out, but, um, the two older ones were always there. And I can't remember the name. All I know is that uh, Rembrandt's name was Ricardo. I can't remember the... I don't recall the rest of the movies, you know? Um, yeah, I'm actually on that page right now. It was... Shit, where is it? Here it is, Black Gang. It was uh, Vicky... Vicky was a girl, and then 
uh, Ricardo, and then uh, you had the two junior detectives who were little kids that would swap out. It was either Zach or Cuff. There we go. Okay, and yeah, then, it all comes then, back now. Yeah, and then Zach was, and then the, those two kids were permanently replaced in '83 by Skip, and then it was always Skip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man, and I love that 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 little theme, so that little bumper, right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I love it, and we just dropped it in there. I would sing it, except I can never hit that high note where she says, "We got the time." Yeah. Because I can't do it without cracking, so so I'm not even gonna try it. But I love it. It's it randomly pops in my head, and then my sister and I are like that. Like once in a while, like every every once in a blue moon, one of us will send or receive a text with the lyrics to that song. (laughs) And uh, you know, if if the name sounds familiar, but you don't know anything about the show, it's because that band, uh, that weird rock tech techno whatever the hell they are kind of comedic band from the late 90s and on forward I guess yeah they got that's where they got the name from oh it hurts <laughs> every, every time we, every time you see it like yeah Bloodhound Gang and then it's like oh you ruined it <laughs> you ruined it and then you know another thing uh, back in I want to say what uh, I think it was first grade um, group of friends and I we um, we had this for a while until they made us stop until they made us stop because someone got hurt uh, we had this thing where we played we weren't really playing wrestling we weren't I mean we were wrestling but it wasn't like we weren't trying to be WWF characters you know we just had it's more like Fight Club or something like that but we had like oh, a few of us and we'd pair off into like groups of two or three and it'd be like maybe three of us and depending on the day like one person got to be a leader and they come up with the name of the group so I remember Always, there was one guy, he always called himself, the, he always named his group the Mad Monsters, and he would choose two guys, and then, uh, I know one guy, you remember that cartoon, or that, well, it became a cartoon later, but there were toys, or a t-shirt line called Rude Dog, Yeah. and so he always called his group the Rude Dogs, and whenever it was my turn to be a leader, I always called my team the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> Did you come out to that song? <laughs> if we could have, I would, but, you know. <laughs> we just, you know, we, we we just called the Bloodhound Gang, and that's just what we did. And then we had just we just wrestle and just you know playground in the grass, you know, whatever. But then somebody got hurt, and they made us stop. But yeah, <laughs> I, you know, it, it, it's it's just it's just a cool name. I, I can see why the band took it. Yeah, yeah, it is a cool name. But come on, you ruined. Yeah, but 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 speaking of themes. The theme to we need to go ahead and drop that in here right now. The theme to three, two, one contact was so fucking funky. Oh yeah, it was. I love it. And then uh, also there was a group, there was a rap group back in like '97 or '98 from from out in the DC area called uh, Opisakoban. Do you remember them? No. Oh, they had a song. It was song called. It was called Contact. And 
the very last verse, the guy would come in and he came in like, contact. Now check it, that's the reason. Now check it, that's the answer. Why everything be happening, okay? Comes through snapping your neck, full speed contacting. I was like, yo! <laughs> oh shit! That was crazy. That just because that like that was like ninety seven, ninety eight, and I hadn't thought about three, two, one contact in years. So the fact that he just wove that in there to the song called Contact, I just thought that was the coolest thing. Oh wow! I, I I've it. never heard he that. He just song. goes through the rest of his verse. Oh, yeah, I'll send it to you. I All think right. I have it. So I got somewhere on one of my external hard drives. So. But that was All way right, back cool, in like yeah. ninety seven, I think ninety seven or ninety eight. Like back when I was in high school. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want to check it out. But, um, anyway, so we got Mr. Rogers. We got 321 Contact. There's one we skipped over to, um, kind of going back to that early, I guess the early 80s, was uh, The Electric Company. Well, that goes way back to like the 70s. It does, but it was still being rerun and, or it's still running. Yeah. Until like at least at least eighty three or eighty four that I remember because I don't remember I don't have a really good recollection of it. I just know it used to come on and they used to do Spider Man, yes, like a werewolf or something. And I just remember being really weird. And I'm you know honestly even in pre- preparation for this for the show I didn't go back and watch it just because I didn't want to create false memories. But that that's the only thing I remember about that show and some of the music. Yeah, and it was yeah, a lot did of. You watch uh, a lot of it. Yeah, because I was born in 1978. Right. So it was still. It the show ended in nine in uh, 77, but the reruns are still pretty fresh. So I, you know, I watched them. Um, I saw it pretty regularly. I want to say it came on pretty early in the morning, but. Um, yeah, they had uh, Spider-Man on there. They had it. It, it was a show that. Um, God, I don't even know what they really taught, other than they taught some reading. It, it was. Uh, oh, here I will just read the definition. The Electric Company employed sketch comedy and var- various other devices to provide entertaining program to help elementary school children develop their grammar and reading skills. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it helped with So reading. where did Spider-Man and the werewolf come from? <laughs> Spider-Man was played by um, Danny Seagren, who was a puppeteer and a professional dancer. He was on there as Spider-Man in these segments called uh, Spidey Super Stories. Because, you know, what um, I do remember, again, I said the music, like, they would come in and it was like, Spider-Man, where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Nobody knows who you are. True believers, it's time once again for your favorite that was superhero it. and weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the was... song. I'm like, that's weird. Even when I was a kid, I was like, why is <laughs> why is why is that the theme for Spider why is that Spider Man's music and why is it only like two seconds? I don't know. But the um it it was a weird thing cause cause he wouldn't talk ever. Instead he would he, he would communicate with word balloons, kind of like a real comic. Mm-hmm. 
so the, these word balloons would pop up and and it would have whatever he was you know saying or doing so um, they actually released uh, the original Electric Company on DVD Shout Factory did back in 2006 I remember it, that it, it included some of those old Spidey segments how did they license that I wonder I don't, I don't know I mean it's educational so I, I would it was 2006 so I don't think uh, Disney had bought them yet oh yeah because that happens so, like 09 or yeah, okay. yeah, and since it's educational, it's not like I, I don't. Yeah, I guess think you know, but um, yeah, it was it was just Spider-Man doing. He fought against weird creatures like a werewolf. Um, he fought against Dracula. Just weird creatures, you know. And, I haven't seen it in God knows how long, so I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube, and we'll look it up after this. But um, uh, the cast is... In, well, a couple people in this cast are interesting. Uh, one, uh, the first season included Bill Cosby. He was in every season... He was in every episode of the first season, and then he left... And he would come back every now and then to do some stuff, but then his original segments kept getting, you know, cut back into to free future episodes. Uh-huh. So he was there. Uh, Morgan Freeman was there for the pretty much the whole run. I want to say, yeah, Morgan Freeman was there for the whole run. That was like one of his first acting gigs. And oh he, wow! He, he had a regular character called Easy Reader. Where he he'd be dressed all in like in motorcycle leather. Oh and god! Shit. I thought that was what you were gonna say. And and he'd help you read. <laughs> you know he he he'd help you pronounce words. And you know, Electric Company is one of those ones that uh, unfortunately they tried to bring back. They brought it back in like the the late 2000s, early 2010s mm-hmm. and they just completely, you know, they made it very very millennial and I mean, I guess it works for um for now, for you know, today's times but it it, 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 it seems like it sucked all the soul out of it, you know yeah, and I wonder why you would even try to reboot something like that I mean, I know stuff gets rebooted all the time, but when it's that different and it's been that long to where it doesn't really have name recognition anymore, I mean, Electric Company had been off TV for a good, you know, 20 years. Yeah. So, to me, it was like, what was the point? Why didn't it call it something else? I don't know. I don't know. But um, there was that show, and I mean, it was all right, but I don't have the best memories of it because it was... Like I said, so early in my childhood. Yeah, same year. I mean, even, you know, obviously a much earlier, you know, a couple years earlier for me because, you know, I was I'm younger than you. So, by the time I was, I know maybe when I was like three years old, but definitely by the time I was four, it was gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. But let's, uh, 
fast forward a little bit because we're already an hour in. <laughs> So, you're an hour in. Yeah. Well, I know we got a lot of ground to cover, but let's uh, fast forward a little bit to, uh, let's say, the mid-80s, I guess. And let's talk about some of the shows. They, I mean, you've got your big one. You've got Sesame Street. That's the grandfather that's been there forever. Yep, which is why we have a whole episode, a whole two episodes. Yeah, uh, well, it. episode and a half. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well, regardless, it has this whole thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, just to get on my soapbox for a second, I, I, we're not going to touch too much on Sesame Street again. I mean, the show is awesome, as you heard us talk about. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the little segments that we love so much, because there were so many that we missed when we talked the first time, like, like the fucking, um... Cookie Monster as Isaac Hayes. Oh, oh I yeah. know we didn't touch on that. Oh my god, he came out and and he was he had the <laughs> Cookie Monster, but he had this black goatee <laughs> and he had that outfit that uh, Isaac Hayes wore one time. It was like a turban with a feather on top. Yeah. It had a cape and the music's going dun dun. And the back, he's got three backup dancers, and they're doing this choreographed little dance, you know. And he walks out all slow, and he stands there in the middle, doesn't say anything. The backup dance or backup singer starts singing, and he throws that cape off and starts singing about cookies. Oh my god, I lost it. Listen, and then they're doing instead of <laughs> instead of shaft, they're going cookie. And listen, I haven't seen that probably since I was in single digits as far as age so I'm sitting there watching this link after you sent it to me like oh my god do you remember this and I'm watching and I'm like yeah I do remember this but I was waiting I wanted to see if they were going to do it of course they they didn't but it would have absolutely killed me if they some way somehow found a way to shoehorn something about cookies and a bad mother shut your mouth <laughs> I was waiting for it too. I'm like, how did they get around this? Tell me they tell me they went there. They did. No, they they played it safe, which is odd because I think they get a little tongue in cheek now. Maybe they don't. I haven't watched Sesame Street in a while, and well, I mean, when if you don't know, Sesame Street has now moved to. Uh, HBO. HBO bought the rights so they show um, they show HBO exclusively and then PBS gets the show 90 or no how long is it? 7 months after it airs on HBO. Right. Um, the format has changed from an hour to just half an hour and um, I know they took out a lot because in the later part of of the 2000s here before it went to HBO it seemed like Sesame Street and, and we had ta- talked about this before Sesame Street had become just a place for for Hollywood actors to cameo mm-hmm. and not necessarily plug their their whatever but if you're a popular actor on some TV show or in a movie 
like you were probably going to do a spot on Sesame Street. Or if you were a popular singer, you were probably going to sing a song with a Muppet at some point. Right. You know, and so they've, they've scaled back on that. Um, the sets are, are a little bit better. The street looks a little bit different. Not much. I, I haven't seen a, a full episode uh, of the HBO series, even though I do have HBO. Um, and at the time when it was announced... I know a lot of people were kind of upset that, hey, this is moving to HBO. But the time it was announced, I was kind of happy for it because um, I said, listen, I, I, I was talking to somebody else. I said, um, all of these, there, there are a lot of congressmen who are you know, coming after public television and taking that money away from public television because they say that, you know, they're... Regardless of what political party you're with, your party is always going to say that, you know, the media is working against them. And so, you know, the East congressmen were trying to take money away from public broadcasting and stuff because they said it was too biased. And, you know, people just want to move the money. They, they turn education into a money thing. I said with HBO, then Sesame Street can it, it's it's better for it to be on HBO than for the show to be canceled because they, they don't have the funding anymore. Um, my attitude has changed fairly recently. I mean, it's been on HBO for a year, two years now. Um, it has changed. I read an article. I want to say a month and a half ago about Sesame Street and and how if Jim Henson was still alive he wouldn't like it and it, it brought up some valid points that Sesame Street at its core Sesame Street was a show that was created um, to give some educational value to poor kids in the inner city white black doesn't matter and that was where, I mean, I hate to jump in and cut you off, but that is why I was always leery about it going to HBO because no matter where you are, as long as you have a TV and have access to a TV with an antenna, you can pick up PBS. Therefore, you can pick up Sesame Street. Not everybody has HBO, and I was like, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and and that's... Because that, that kind that, of that, that takes is, the legs right out from under that, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that that really goes. The whole pay TV thing goes against sort of of what Jim Henson, what what Jim Henson's vision was for the show. I mean, even it though was, they did, they they are they do show the episodes. Was it three, seven, seven, seven months? Seven after, months after they they are, and they show the reruns HBO. on PBS. It was like, yeah, great, but you're still yeah. And they they do have you you have uh, they show all the episodes online, but even then, Sesame Street has a paywall up for um, their online content. I, I mean, it, it's cheap. It's only maybe two or three bucks, but at the same time, which again would isn't a lot of money, but if you're you're, you're paying, which well, that's a whole other discussion. You know, when it comes to Hulu and Netflix, if you're paying 
you know, eight bucks here and four bucks here. You might as well just have cable because you end up paying the same amount for all these streaming services. But that's a different conversation. Um, you know, in the terms of Sesame Street, yet the kids that the show was meant for don't have access to the show in a timely fashion. I mean, they still show the reruns, yes, but if you want new content, those kids are sort of shut out and and left to wait until you know seven months after it's aired on on HBO. And you know, I that was the first straw. <laughs> the second straw was just a week ago, two weeks ago, it was announced that um, three regulars who have been with the show since almost since the beginning were let go. Well, it came out first as let go, but then they said, and they backtracked and said, no, they weren't fired. They they are just um, they're they're. They either said their contracts weren't renewed or the contracts were changed so they won't have as much of a presence on the show. They'll still be there from time to time, but they're not going to be, you know, there going going forward for the most part. And that so is we're not going to make them quit. We're just going to make them take a break. More or less. And they said for all of any live events that, that, that they do, they'll still, they're still going to be there. You know, in any, I don't know if they still do Sesame Street Live, but if they, they do that oh, or if man, they I do, about that in a while. yeah, do it back, man. If, if they do any, any live appearances, they'll be there. Any kind of, you know, they're, they're still ambassadors for the show, basically, but they just won't be there like they were before. And that is, uh, Luis, Mr. Blue-Eyed Soul Bob, and Death Cake's favorite, and part of the family, Gordon, Roscoe Orman, Willie Dynamite. <laughs> they have all been scaled back. Well, they say scale back now, but they have all been let go as part of this new format. Yeah, and you know what hurts me the most about this? What? I mean, Cooper and David have already passed away. There's no mm-hmm. more lovers of five. They're, they're they're fired. The other three yeah. remaining members. The lovers of five are no more. There's <laughs> that just threw me off. Yeah, there's no more. Because <laughs> um, you know, all most of the original cast is gone. Yeah, I mean, um, Maria stepped out. She she retired. Maria retired. Sonia Mazzano. Was yeah, yeah, she retired. Um, I mean, the the girl who who played Gabby is still on the show, and I believe it's still the same girl. She's still there, but she didn't come in until she wasn't a baby. Was she? Uh, yes and no. Um, at the beginning. That was their actual was daughter, just, and then right. uh, when the older kid came along, that was a different kid. That's not that's, that's right. Not their right. Kid. Yeah, not the baby, but the older kid that became Gabriella going forward. That's still the same girl. I don't know if Roscoe's son, who oh, made Miles, appearances, yeah. for, 
I don't know if Miles is still on the show or not, but um, the Asian guy who took over for Mr. Hooper, I think, is the only one that's still there. And then, of course, um, you know, the uh, the puppet wranglers, um, Carol Spinney is still there as, as Oscar at Big Bird. Um, but he's not really a face. You know, he's in... He's in a mask. He's in a suit, so you don't really see him. Right. Hey, um, you know what about Big Bird? And I want to call bullshit on this. Um, there was where was I? It was that. Oh, somebody said that you know it was a fun fact that you know you think Big Bird is a male. Big Bird is actually female. Female. What? And in every episode, and it said, but in the episodes, they never actually make, they never actually make reference to his, you know, to, to, you know, as, as blah, they never make reference to his, gen- to, to the gender, so you never knew. I'm like, bullshit, I've heard them say, where is he, you know, he, they've said he a bunch yeah. of times. So, get that out of here. Even his, I just want to know uh... if anybody else has heard someone try to say that. I know it came up online or something like, so someone some sort of or some article mentioned that no some article mentioned that and I'm like and then someone repeated it that I know as a said it was a fun fact whatever and I'm like that's not a fact because I remember specifically yeah he's a boy they've said yeah. several times he's a boy even the Wikipedia page says he's a boy yeah exactly so um yeah and, and no we didn't touch on the movies that he did the uh, follow that bird which was the actual like motion picture movie, yeah, and then, that was actually the first movie I ever saw. Um, my mother took me and my sister to see that when I, whenever that came out. Yeah, and then he also had a couple other movies as well, um, like road movies with uh, the dog. I forget his name. Oh, Barkley. Um, Barkley. Yeah, he had he had one going to the first one I saw was when he went to uh, China. And then there was another one he went to Japan. I remember the Japan one. Yeah, and because he couldn't, I don't know how the hell he got there either. I don't remember all that, but I remember he was <laughs> he was confused because they were going to say Ohio. <laughs> oh yeah, was like everybody's speaking Japanese, but they say they're from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, and someone finally <laughs> told him that means hello. Yeah, I'm trying to find. There's no information on on the wiki, but um. Yeah, I, I remember the the China one kind of freaked me out because he he was walking in this garden, and then two of those uh, those uh, they call them lion dogs or you know the statues, right? Are they called lion dogs? Or are they? I don't know I, what they're called. I, but I know you. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, two of those like you know, came to life. And, and started like dancing around they they wouldn't talk they just sort of danced around him you know that, that kind of freaked me out because I, I, there were two specials that and they showed him at night and and just being right. up you know at night and seeing these things come to life and I think I was there by myself and watching it as a little kid that kind of freaked me out but I never anyway. saw the China one I don't remember that yeah and the the Japan one I want to say was adapting a Japanese legend, I think, because they they were traveling with this 
Japanese lady who turned out to be actually a phoenix, and then she, at the end, she turned into the phoenix and flew away, hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. You know, all but, I remember is the one scene I told you about. I don't remember much about it. Yeah. But, um, anyway, that, that's... Listen to episode 5 and 5.5 if you want Sesame Street. <laughs> right, but all that all that to say, to just to kind of sum up what you were talking about, is HBO, this whole thing is really not... It's really it's, going the way that most people thought it was going to go, which is bad. Yeah, it's not the boon that, that uh, I think everyone thought it was going to be. You know, once it happened, I think it... It, it uh, sort of dawned on people, oh, wait... This isn't working out quite right. And my question is just how expensive can it be to make an episode of Sesame Street? I mean, it's all animation and, you know, interstitials and stuff like that. The sets have been, I mean, obviously they changed that, but I mean, you didn't have to. The sets have been the same, pretty much the same for the last 50 years. And, you know, you've got the, the puppeteers and all that kind of, I mean, I just don't get where, where the sudden... Well, why they why they felt they needed to scale, scale it back? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, getting off there, let's get into some other shows that were out there. Um, and you know, one that just annoyed the hell out of me, and I hated even back then. It was a show ran. Oh, actually, ran a long time. Ran from. Uh, 1985 to actually ran to on TV to 1995 10 years damn it's kid songs <gasps> no oh you know why I don't think it wasn't on PBS um, initially that's why I remember that used to be on like ABC or something like early in the morning but before the Saturday morning cartoons would come on was it Yes. Oh, okay. Because I remember being up early again, going back to some of those Saturday morning episodes when the fucking test pattern would still be on TV, and that would be one of the first shows on, depending on what channel you had. You had it set oh, to. Oh, okay. So that's where it comes from. It went away, and then they brought it back. Uh, I guess somewhere oh, in the mid nineties, because that was by that by that time that was when my little sister, uh, this around the time she was born, so when they brought that back. Yeah. And that, you know, you know the, those uh, kids bop CDs that you can get now with kids singing popular songs <laughs> that that uh, just make you drive a nail into your eardrum. Take that, but then package it as if it's it's a MTV show from the '80s, and instead of singing the popular songs of today, have them sing all of those wonderful songs that you sang as a kid like like old mcdonald had a farm yeah do your ears hang low yeah <laughs> now listen to that on a loop yeah it's pretty bad hey that, i didn't i wasn't i didn't even like it as a kid no nobody did but i had to mm, sit in music class if teacher didn't want to if the teacher was sick oh were they doing that shit bullshit. in your school too yes <laughs> I thought it was just my my school that did that. Yeah, if, if the teacher was sick or, or something was going on, had to fucking pop in that that VHS tape of kids songs with the little what? bouncing ball and fucking 
Froggy went to court again. He did right on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this. No, we're not spending another uh, another second on this. Okay, we're going to skip it. So, uh, um, well, speaking of songs, I make you drive a fucking nail through your head. Oh, shit. You want to get into it? Well, do, do, well, I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm not quite sure if we're on the same page. Actually, because that came out in the 90s. I want to stay in the 80s for okay. three more shows. I think I know where you were going, but... Uh, first we'll... one was, you know, honestly, one of the best shows out there, and I don't know why that one, out of all of these PBS shows, has not made a comeback. And that is Square One Television. Fuck yes. Square One. Hoping, yes. yes. Square One was awesome. And Square my parents one hated it. Started... They said it was so boring. Really? They hated it. I'm like, this show was great. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, uh, Square One came out in 1987. Lasted for five seasons, ending in 1998. Uh, Square One was a a kid show that taught mathematics and abstract math- mathematical concepts to young viewers. So mm-hmm. basically, it taught you math, but it did so in in sort of a comedic way I want to it, it really wasn't like Sesame Street it had sketches no, uh-uh. it had sketches in it that were recurring almost every episode there was it, it was pretty formulaic but um, they also had a had game show components in that yep where where real kids would, would play and have to do the, these math problems in order to you know solve puzzle to win whatever it was that you want Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was any real prize. I think it was just you know, your TV. No, it was just for TV and you get the confetti dropped on you or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this show had sketches based on everything. And I remember you know, watching it with you and your sister <laughs> every time it came on and that fucking theme song. Oh, it was great. Um... We, we, we would sit there and we would just chant to each other. Math man. Math man. Yes. Math man. What you, if, if you never watched the show, Math man was a parody of, well, yeah, a parody of Pac-Man, basically. It was basically a video game that mm-hmm. they, they showed. It, it was really, really early CGI where Math man was this green Pac-Man looking guy, but he had a helmet. He had like a blue looking helmet on his head, right? Yeah, and don't know why, but he did. And on the maze board, instead of dots, every everything was plus and minus signs. And then he would, you know, move around and, and instead of going waka 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 as he went, he just said his name over and over again. Yeah, Mathman, 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 Mathman. Yeah, and then um, he would come to a math problem. And when he got to to the math problem, then there weren't ghosts. There was one ghost uh, called Mister Glitch, and yeah, he would like a sit tornado or yeah, yeah. And he would sit on the other side of the math problem. And th- this was one of, one of the cool things that Math Man wouldn't always get it right, right. And that's what you rooted for is when Math Man got eight, because you know if. if if he got the problem, Mr. Glitch would sit there and kind of taunt him. Math Man would sort of think about the problem and try to solve it. And then 
I think to the side did, didn't they try to they, they the screen would go sort of in half if I'm remembering right and the numbers would the problem would be on the side of the screen and then it would let you figure it out but math man wouldn't always you know get it right right something like that and then you know so if if he thought that it was correct he would eat it if not he would leave it yeah and like you said didn't always get it right so if he ate if he ate it and it was wrong then all of a sudden you see the you know Mr. Glitch he would start to storm and he get the buzzer so he'd take off running but then he would catch him and delete him yeah and it would go game over and he'd be singing and taunting whatever now the problem <laughs> the problem is there were some times when he got everything right and he'd win a free game and he'd do a flip or whatever like free game and Mr. Glitch would you know kind of sulk off so then later in the episode they get ready to show the free game and it was it was always like this because it's the same video every time they started up like they got to do a new ma- new round and Mr. Goose would cheat and just delete him right in the front yeah <laughs> and it'd be over <laughs> yeah so even, even even when he won he lost yeah and that I mean that that was just a great little segment that joys what because hey video games are awesome yeah and so back to like just some of the stuff that, like you said you mentioned the square the the, the sketches and all that, that kind of stuff um, they had celebrity guests on there. Like, I remember Tempest Bledsoe was on and sang a song. Uh, and it was like, I, I don't remember how the song went, but I remember she was a... It was it was sort of like, it was converting time, you know, or, you know, hours in time, like, into, in, into, into whole numbers. So, it was showing her as, like, a timekeeper in a factory. Oh, if yeah. you remember that, and so like they would have her convert the hours that you, you came in at this time, and you you live at the, you leave at this time, so you work these hours, or so you can go home now, or you got to work a few more hours, or you got to take a break, something you know, just that's not it. I don't know, I remember the lyrics, but then uh, there were they actually had musicians come on and do music videos the math and that's where I got it wrong actually uh, shout out to Bodega Box Office we were when we did the Disorderlies episode and I was talking about how Fat Boys showed up on Reading Rainbow and they may have still I don't know but uh, they did two videos on Square One and that's what I remember the one about the the burgers and they're multiplying like how many burgers they could order and eat oh god and he was beatboxing the whole that was a badass song though I wonder if that's on YouTube. It, uh, yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to have to post that. that up. Yeah, it's good. And there was another one about uh, the number, or, or counting up to one million, I guess just adding or multiplying your way up to a million. And I don't remember how that went either, but that was another Fat Boy song there. And so they were on there a lot. Uh, one thing I was actually just talking to my wife earlier because uh, one, one, of, one of our kids was talking about Roman numerals and just trying to break down you know what this number was and do you remember that episode where the guys were from uh, it was a band and they were supposed to be from uh, from Phoenicia but then they were in Italy uh, recording a song for uh, you know in ancient Rome whatever they were trying to record a song and so they got the lyrics in front of them and all the like, and the lyrics had numbers in it. So like, like the first line went like one night, 
and then the second line was two something and the third line was three something so he reads the lyrics he's saying the lyrics and he's like i night and everybody's like he's like cut 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 that's not an i that's a one he's like but this is an i like, it's, it's a one okay so he start over so he says it right one night but then he goes to two and he's like i i <laughs> they cut him off again and they get it so he's like all right so he stops in the middle they keep doing this for a while he stops in the middle and says okay so he gets on the wall he starts writing on the wall and he writes the number one two three four five and he's like look i'm from phoenicia a, a one is this and a two is this and a three is this and he's like okay but here is it this is one this is two. He's like, why do you use letters? Like, they're not letters. They're numerals. And he like, explains how Roman numerals work. So they teach you Roman numerals and stuff like that. And so then he's like, okay. So they go back to sing the song and they get it right. But I just always died laughing. I remember the first time I saw it when, uh, you know, at the beginning of a song when they're about to, you know, they're about to start. They're like, one, two, three, four. So they do that the whole time until they get to that part where I showed you where he breaks down what Roman numerals are. So he gets back on the mic. Okay, we ready? Ready. He's like, all right. I and I I and I I I. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Guys in the booth like shaking his head like. <laughs> but then they sing the whole song and get it right. So, um, yeah. So I remember learning like we hadn't learned Roman numerals in class yet, but I remember going up in there. I was only in second grade or first grade when I saw that. Um, and uh, you know multiplication and fractions and stuff like that. Not, I mean, it's not like I could go and do a whole lot of math do a whole lot of stuff in class whatever but i mean i learned i knew from the show i knew certain things about fractions and and, and multiplying and dividing pretty early just by seeing it on there yeah yeah i mean that's you know what the show was for really you know mm-hmm. was to, to get you familiar with this stuff yeah and then uh, they did early. that that thing at the end where they kind of did the bloodhound gang thing where they had uh, a mystery they solved you know a set of scientists with math and it was broken up over, you know, five episodes. Of episodes, right? Yeah. And it was a <laughs> this parody of Dragnet called Mathnet. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I want to say it even had a similar kind of theme song to the yeah, it was the same one. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 dun. yeah. They used the whole thing. And uh, in the whole intro, like you know, instead of uh, Friday, her name was Monday. Right. Yeah. It was a chick that was the main yeah character, and, and they wore blue blazers. That's yes. how you knew they were math net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and I remember uh, the guy used to laugh kind of raised but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I, I did that at random one day and that to my brother uh, Nelson, if you guys heard uh, episode 46 of the wrestling, uh, I did that with him one time. He's like, what? what did I was just kidding. I was just fucking around. And I told him where it came from, and I tried to break it down for him. And I think I found an episode where he did that. And so now he actually will text and try to actually spell that out, like S C H M E H A A N Y, try to like as a laugh. <laughs> yeah, we're just stupid like that, but yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so that's that show. Um, then two other we watched shows that in that- class too. I think every Friday because it was still. Uh, they were still playing it in the mornings on uh, PBS, like all throughout. Yeah, well, how long did you say it ran? 92? Yeah. So on Friday mornings in my fourth grade class, I remember after we would take our um, our vocabulary test, because it was a weekly thing, every Friday we take a vocabulary test, and after we finished that, then 
uh, it was like ten thirty or whatever time that was in the morning. Then we watched Square One and then uh, chill until lunchtime. So. Yeah. Um. We we used to have to watch it in school too. Uh, it was a good we, show to put on in schools. Yeah. Yeah, I think we watched that out of all of these PBS shows. I think that's probably the one we watched the most. Mm-hmm. Um, one other, another. Well, no, I take it back. So there's another show that came on Sundays that we watched, which uh, was went from '83 to '86. It was called Newton's Apple. Ah, oh, you got me on that. I forgot about Newton's Apple. That one was. What was it? Strictly science? Yeah. Yeah, it was all science. I, I mean, it's just, you know, you know, how, it was science. I mean, that, that's it. It's just science. If, if you're an NPR listener, um, the show was hosted by Ira Flato, who now hosts Science Friday on NPR every Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would just, you know, talk all, you know, he'd run the gamut from astronomy to, um, you know, um, fossils and that kind of stuff to radar, how, you know, radar works and hot air balloons. And he, he would do experiments. He'd go out to places and, and, you know, tour facilities and factories and stuff like that. Um, that that one was more for older kids. I want to say, you know, probably nine, ten, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, and when that was on the air, I was probably at what six, seven, and I might watch part of it, or kind of half-ass watch while playing with toys. But I, all that missed me. I just remember the intro with the apple falling down and hitting the thinker in the head. Yeah, Newton. It hit Newton on the head. Don't you know oh, your science. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, wasn't it? Didn't it hit the? What, it wasn't the statue of the thinker? No, I thought it hit. I, I mean, I know that's what happened to Isaac. You know, with, with, you know, as, as the story goes. Yeah, no, I, I thought Newton, it, it it dropped on on a cartoon of Isaac Newton. Maybe it did. I don't know. Again, I was, or maybe that was just the logo with, with Isaac Newton under the tree. I don't remember. I don't know, but I know I was a little kid and I was half-assed watching it. So you probably know better than I do. Yeah. Um, another show that we touched on on the well, 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 real quick before you go into that. Because this won't take long. This is uh, this I think it came on at the same like kind of in the same block of shows that came on that with that Sunday morning stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that it was Newton's Apple? It was a show called Owl TV. Do you remember that? Yeah, it came from Canada. Which, looking back on it now, see uh, nowadays I can usually spot Canadian. Born uh, TV shows because you know PBS Nickelodeon took a lot of shows from Canada. So we look at it, at it now and you kind of see like the production and just some of the mannerisms and the look you know of some of these some of these kids and just what they did. You could tell it wasn't it wasn't American. It was imported. But <laughs> <laughs> I I just remember two things about that. Number one, where these kids they were uh, I don't remember what they were called, but there was a segment where they would raise their hands in the air and shrink down. They they could go into like, like, like like into an ant's colony or into just anywhere where, where you wouldn't be able to reach. You know, where they go into these microscopic tiny areas. They did that a lot, and then there was one with this creepy ass 
It was a ske- like like the skeleton that's in your science class, but it talked, and it walked around and shit, and its eyes lit up every time it talked. And his name was Bonaparte. Oh yeah, that fucked me up. <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, did did you wear that, a beret sometimes? Like a beret and sunglasses? Shit, it wore like... Uh, <laughs> it, it, it usually didn't wear the sun... Well, maybe it wore sunglasses sometimes, but usually the eyes were kept uncovered because whenever it talked, the eyes would light up orange. Yeah. And it walked around. Oh, it was weird. I'm like, well, who thought that was a good Dude. idea? Who? I don't know. Like, of all the things you could have picked, you picked a walking skeleton. And it's not like they were talking about the human body or anything like that when it made sense. They would be going around going, going to like 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 electric companies and shit. No, because there's always that that plastic skeleton in the science room. <sighs> well, it's called Owl TV. You couldn't have got an owl mascot to come and do this. You had to go get the skeleton. <laughs> I guess not, no. Uh, so that's so that's that one and then right after that, and I know I sent you a link about this. And you told me you didn't remember it, but there was this—it was a sitcom, which was not a PBS thing at all for kids anyway. Called the Perkins Family. ashamed of yourself. I'm surprised at you. A grown girl like you wasting your physical being on these cookies. That's about all I remember. I was telling Jay that. I said, look, I know I saw a couple episodes of this, again, half-assed watching on Sunday, but it was really stupid, and it was... Uh, and, and the only thing I remember was when that scene right there, they just, <laughs> whoa, whoa, besides, besides the intro music, the scene right there where the mother or the, I don't know who who she is or what she's playing where uh, I guess she's supposed to be the mother but uh, her daughter is eating cookies and the daughter they're all mixed races too I don't know what the hell was going on there I guess they just disregarded everything but they, she was eating cookies eating milk and cookies said you shouldn't be eating that and she just body shamed her and fat shamed her even though she wasn't <laughs> fat at all she just said you're gonna get fat eating cookies basically like don't eat that eat this and she gave her these some sort of veget, some sort of wheat germ biscuit block thing to eat instead. And I remember she took it and, like, as soon as she left the room, she uh, spit it in the trash can and threw it away. That's all I can remember about it, and that's all we're gonna talk about. Because from the from from the uh, from that description, is from what I remember about it, from what I just saw there, it wasn't a good show. Yeah, I don't remember that shit at all so um and but the only other thing I'm going to mention again Sundays is uh do you remember for a brief minute and I don't know why they did this here one because it was Sunday and that's not the Jewish holy day but and two I, I don't know but do you remember when they had the Shalom Sesame and it was like the, the Israeli Jewish version of Sesame Street and they were showing it yeah I don't know if if that was if that was uh, 
all over the country or if it was just our St. Louis station, but during the summertime after the regular Sesame Street season was over, like for a, a month or so, they would show this the like the Israeli version of Sesame Street. Yeah. And it had this had a mind. whole different theme song and different, you know, puppets and they had a big bird type. I want to say right. it, it was blue. All... Was it blue or green? I don't know, but I know they were all like slightly different. It was like like Bizarro Land version. Yeah. Of Sesame Street. And it I mean I say maybe it didn't have religion, but I seem to remember religion being in it. And maybe I'm just thinking because it was Israeli. It's definitely, it definitely the Israeli version, but I could have sworn they had like had like Jewish like overtones. And they they did it every summer. Or every And it was on Sunday too, which is strange because again if they were gonna if there was a religion in it, I don't again I'm not sure I'm kinda fuzzy on that. But if it was, should it have been on Saturday? But is I please fans, we don't know everything about, you know, the Jewish faith, but I thought Saturday was the I thought Saturday was the holy day when you're not supposed to touch electronics or or uh, do anything. We're supposed to sit. Yeah, no offense to anybody. We're just saying we were. We don't know. We were confused. Yeah, so well, let let's move so we don't offend anybody. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. Another show from the '80s, which I'm not. Uh, I I think I think. Uh, I know Coke was big big in the '80s, and I guess even PBS people use Coke. I guess even Canadian. Oh, oh Canadian yeah, people one, use Coke. I was because yeah, somebody was said somebody said it. Hey, I got an idea for a show. Let's do a show set in a mall after hours. <laughs> and you know what? We I just watched this great movie called Mannequin, <laughs> where this mannequin came to life and, and, and the guy tried to have sex with it. But we we won't have sex. We're gonna have this mannequin that's gonna come to life. And he's gonna be an idiot, <laughs> and, and we're gonna have the one lone woman working in this mall or working in this department store after hours with this idiot mannequin who doesn't know shit. And then we're gonna have puppets. Oh man! And of course, that is today's special. I guess that's all locked up tight now, as it should be. Uh, hi there, Jody. Oh, hi, Sam. Well, everything's all safe down here. Let's go upstairs. Can hand with him? Is it too heavy? No, no, I can manage fine. Thank you. <laughs> well, on our way to the children's department once again. Customers have all gone home now. Focus, focus, today's special. It's for everyone. Today's special. Come join in the fun. Magic everywhere A world for us 
to share And friendly faces hoping that you want to meet us there For today's special It's about to appear, it's about to appear Today's special Shout it loud and clear Today's special Today's special is adventure and that's the show I've been wanting to tackle oh. since the very beginning because we talk about just how much, how many mounds of coke, like in that, like, what was it, You Don't Know by Jay-Z where he says so much coke that you could run the slalom? <laughs> I mean, because God damn it. Here's everything Jay just, 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 just explained to you right there. Um, it, it, it was one of the most bizarre setups for a show that I ever heard. It was and the thing about it, she worked in that, she, she didn't, she didn't just, she worked in the children's department of this, whatever department store is. It's called Today's saw, Special. Yeah. That, that's well, the name of the department store. Well, no, 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 no. She worked, the Today's Special was her, that was, that was her, um, uh, what am I trying to say? That was oh, her no. area of responsibility. So, yeah, that's like, right. That's Today's right. Special is hats, so she got to get all the hats and do the display. That was the whole, the whole, the whole premise. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, but the mall—I don't know what the mall was called—and she worked in the children's department. That was the thing. So, no other department was ever shown. You never knew where anybody else was there, except for that creepy, that that, that scary puppet, I, like the kid straight out of Letter People, security guard. Yeah, and the security—they—they the they, they had the security guard. The security guard's face was molded as such that his eyes were closed and his. Nose and and cheeks were bright red, as if he has been drinking all damn day. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just in an alcoholic stupor. But the thing is, there is this mannequin, and if I remember right, the setup is a magician was at the mall and had his magic hat, but it wasn't a top hat. It was one of them fucking um. Plaid golfer hats. Yeah, exactly what it is. And and for whatever reason, the magician forgot it, and it or it flew out of his his uh, trunk as he was leaving, and it landed on this mannequin that was in the front of the store, and the mannequin came to life, and he can only the mannequin for whatever reason the magic works where the mannequin can only come to life at night. And if he goes outside at any time, the magic will quit working forever and he'll just be stuck as a mannequin. But for whatever reason, the mannequin is in the front window of the mall. So every day, the woman, whose name was Jody, she had to go downstairs to the front window of the department store, grab the mannequin, take it all the way upstairs to the kids section, and then wait for, you know, whatever time to hit the clock. And then he would turn and s- turn into this thing and sing and dance. And uh, and I can just see the boardroom where the guy's like, oh, we need another kid show. <laughs> I loved Mannequin and Chopping Mall. Give me that show. 
Yeah, and speaking of chopping mall, didn't the security guard guy, he, he had a security room, and I want to say he had a computer, and the computer yep, talked. Computer talked. The computer was sentient. Because he, yeah, oh, and, he, and, and don't call the computer. Because yeah, he said, I am not a computer. I am a, I am a, whatever, I'm a TXL Series 4. Yeah, the computer talked, and then there was a talking mouse. Yeah, the mouse talked and rhymed all the time, and then, uh, okay, and my sister's not here, my sister Ray, who you heard uh, again on the wrestling, uh, we, well, let me just say, we were, we were small children when this was out, and we watched a lot of it, um, and you wonder why we're weird, but, um, <laughs> the mouse had a, there was a, there was a, there was a hole somewhere, like, in the stock room, where the mouse lived, and inside, the apartment was like totally decked out. Yeah, like 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 the Jeffersons and some shit. And we wanted to go into the mouse's apartment. We thought that was the coolest thing. And so we would take toys and throw them at the TV screen so we can break the screen and get into the into, into the mouse hole. Y'all are here, right? Well, <laughs> just do, well, think about that. We're watching this show. True. You explain exactly what it was. You, True. you, you wonder we why we were retarded. We grew up in the eighties. <laughs> and what did Watch George Carlin that show? What did George Carlin say about kids? And we were talking about that one day. What? 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 We were. Uh, when did we bring up George Carlin and talk uh, about kids? Oh, it was our British episode because we were oh, talking right. about uh, Thomas the Tank, who, yes. by the way was also in the 80s which I think it was on because Sundays was weird Sundays it, it, it was Shining Time Station it was um, uh, Al TV and Newton's Apple and yeah. sometimes Sesame Street and then it was weird because uh, I don't remember Shining Time Station back then but then they brought they uh, they started re- they brought it back in the 90s like maybe, like 92 or 93 I think 90, well, maybe 91 and 92, but then they brought most of the cast members back. I think they switched the kids out. And, um, the guy who ran the station was gone. They brought somebody else in. And then Ringo Starr was no longer doing the, uh, the voiceovers for Thomas. It was George Carlin, like we said. Mm-hmm. So they brought the show back, but then just had the same Thomas, uh, stories on it but yeah that was that was in the 90s yeah that was in and you know it's it's thomas the tank but it 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 was more there were live action episodes with with uh ringo as a conductor and then later george carlin as a conductor you know and then it would show these thomas every now and then but then eventually they just changed it so they it was thomas for the whole half hour 20 minutes whatever as they got rid of the shining time station stuff Completely. Yeah, yeah, but back to back back to today's special. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that whole thing. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Hold up, hold up, my bad. Back to the whole thing about trying to break the TV. So yeah, one time we were talking about that, and uh, I think we were having dinner with my mom's one time. We brought that up. I was like, "Were you guys doing that to our TV?" That's all I wish I would have seen you. Have to beat your asses. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, yeah, what were you about to say, man? Well, I was going to say, I want to say that there was at least one or two episodes when the magician came back. Oh, there were a few. To get his hat back. 
No, he didn't come to get the hat back. Well, I don't know, maybe he did, but he just came back and hung around. Oh, no, I thought he was a, a nefarious character no, and wanted his hat Waldo. back. He, no, his name was Waldo. He hung out with him. Are you sure? Yes. And I remember one episode where he cast a spell that was wrong, and they actually shrunk him and the mannequin down. And so they they were stuck trying to... Uh, Trying to get out of a box, and they had these. There, there were stale marshmallows in the in the box. They started stacking up the marshmallows, trying to climb out. Oh yeah, he. Uh, Holy shit! That's right. He he was part of the cast. Okay. Oh Jesus, man! And then, uh, oh, what else happened in that fucking show, man? Oh, oh, the magic words were hocus pocus, alamogocus. Yeah. And there was actually a song that went to that too. Like every few episodes, they would sing that song. Uh, That's right. They they had to if the hat ever fell off, they they would have to say that to get him to come to life, right? Yeah, put the hat back on and say that. And so I thought it was funny. Um, there was a there used to be a, a like before Radio Disney all that stuff here. There was a channel here called um, and I was gonna do a point five on it, but I realized I don't really want to. And also, I didn't feel like looking up all those songs because I mean, there was—I don't know where to find. I don't even know the names of most of that stuff. They play all that weird out, and that's all I can really remember. Besides the stuff they took from kids shows and all that, and some other little stuff that you would find on like Kids Bop or whatever. But there was a kids station that came out back in '91 called the Imagination Station, and uh, it was 95.5 here in St. Louis, which you guys know that now it's um, now it's Magic. You know, that's where Magic is. Um, R&B station, which used to be our R&B hip hop station back in the, but you know that's another conversation. Is it's Magic, Magic ninety five point five? I thought they moved. I thought they're one oh four point. Oh wait, no, 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 I'm not bad. They're one hundred point three. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, one hundred point three is the beat. I thought one hundred point. Well, one hundred point three was the beat, but then they they brought it back. I don't know. They brought it okay. back. It's the beat again. Fuck, fuck it. Okay, so. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever. Ninety-five-five is. I don't know. It's been Foxy, which is all like adult contemporary and R&B, and then old school R&B, and then it was. I remember back in the the early two thousand, it was Q ninety-five, which was kind of a rival station for for the beat, which is like hip hop and R&B, and then uh, it's been a lot of things. But anyway, back then ninety-one, it was the it was the Imagination Station. They played all like kids music and stuff like that. My friend Marcus, who I brought up before in some old episodes, he is, um, I mean, you wouldn't know it now. He's a hip hop head, like, like, you know, like you wouldn't believe. But back then, back when I was really into hip hop, you know, and the box and, you know, really, really getting into all this kind of stuff, he really, his parents were, they, they were listening to classical and, you know, world music and stuff like that. And he was really eclectic, you know, for a, for a kid, you know, he, he really wasn't into rap music yet. He was into all this other stuff that his parents were listening to, but then he also had the <laughs> from the Imagination Station on a lot. <laughs> and so uh, I remember I was hanging out. Where were we going? I think his her, his mom was taking us. We were going to uh, to Tilt on the arcade. We were going together, and that song came on. That Hocus Pocus Alamo Gokus song. <laughs> He's like, "Why does the song always come on when my friends are in the car?" <laughs> but I'm like. I thought it was funny, but then at the same time I'm laughing because like, well, you've also got the imagination station on with your friends in the car. What the hell? But uh, uh, but but oh, but but to tie that little tangent up, I brought that up. Uh, uh, uh that 
the whole thing about what 95.5 is now and used to be is because the call letters were WFUN. And to this day, they still have not changed it. It's still the call letters for 95.5, whatever format it is, or it's R&B or whatever. They still use the same WFUN call call letters. Yeah. Which, if you want to know, that's why that's where it came from. It's the Imagination Station, and they changed the name to Fun Radio. But um, yeah, out of Bethalto, Missouri, is where that uh, <laughs> where that where that where that where that station is, and they've never changed the call letters. Nah, uh-uh. but yeah, there you go. And uh, I mean, a uh, couple others I want to hit here real quick before we take a little break. Um, the Shine Time Station. Um, there was another show which came out in 1980. Yes, I mean, um, sorry, 1986. Only ran for a year. Oh boy. And I am sure that every one of these people were um, incredible actors and dancers um, in their own right. But looking at this now, all I can really say is (laughs) that the show is basically a bunch of furries and Ben Vereen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking oh, about Zubilee Zoo. Everyone up. Everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with us to Zubilee Zoo. Zubilee Zoo. Magic and wonder are waiting for you. It's as close as a dream and as bright. Zoobles to you. I'm Ben. I'm here to lend a helping hand. I'm Phil the Beaver. I'm the things on command. There's daring and adventure when lookout comes to call. And a kangaroo named Wild who puts music to it all. My name is Van Gogh. Just call me fun. And you will shout bravo once the show has begun. Now, before the show came out, were you aware of these characters? I've never heard of these characters before. I knew about them because they came in a kids' meal, like fucking. Remember when White Castle had kids' meal for the castle meal? Yeah. Burgers, fries, castle surprise. <laughs> I remember the, the the little prize they gave was a little coloring book with the little shitty wax crayons, like like even worse than Rose Art. Oh yeah. Uh, and in the. The coloring book was Zoobly Zoo. It's nothing I've ever heard of. 
Nothing I've ever seen. But then, shortly after that, the show came out. So I guess that was how they were advertising, was through these White Castle Kids meals. Oh, you know what? This was produced by Hallmark. And Hall- Hallmark, if, if you don't know, is the place where Care Bears, um, My Pet Monster, The Get Along Gang, Rainbow Bright, all of those those shows and characters and and franchises were all started as greeting cards and it got expanded it doesn't say that this was but I, I can't see how it wouldn't be well expanded I had a from coloring a greeting book. card I had a little coloring book from a you know from a from a White Castle kids meal so it started out as something I mean it probably was greeting cards before. yeah but I mean basically it is a show that uh, deals with morals and that sort of stuff. Um, also deals with it, it is for very young kids for de- doing oh, things yeah. like 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 uh, going to the doctor for the first time or um, you know just simple stuff. But there were there were what there were um, six main characters and then the mayor. The six main characters. We're all decked out in some of the first. If you, if you saw them now, you would think that they were headed to a furry convention. I mean, because the the costumes aren't great. They're not like Broadway cats sort of costumes, but they're pretty good. They look like the animals they're supposed to represent. But then there's Ben Vereen, who didn't. Who, you know, Ben Vereen, star of Broadway, stage, screen, television. Uh, Will he's, Smith's father in that emotional scene. Yeah. Um, you know, he's an incredible dancer. He, he's, you know, he's actually a wonderful, he, isn't, isn't he Webster's uncle or something? I know, oh, he showed up on Webster a couple of times. I think he was his uncle or something. Okay. But, you know, just, uh, incredible tour de force actor he was on here he didn't get any makeup except for a nose <laughs> he play, he he um, he plays the mayor of Zooply Zoo he isn't always in all the episodes uh, well, he's a leopard but he gets, was he, he ever in any of the episodes because I know he's in the intro and outro to the stuff oh yeah did he ever interact in the yeah yeah, he. Because I he seem was, to remember him hardly being there. He he was hardly there, but he he interacted whenever stuff went on. Okay, but um, he was he all he really had was a nose that made you know he had like a cat nose, and then he had some spots painted on him, and then he had some gloves that were furry, but not that furry because a, a leopard isn't you know shaggy. So that's all he had, and then his, you know, his mayor suit. <laughs> but then everybody else is just like hair, feathers, and fur all over them, and, and you know they're. Uh, yeah, man. Oh. <sighs> I mean, it. I, I'm reading that they did have a, a tour show that toured around the country, Zoobly Zoo Live. So, um, you know, I'm sure it was, you know. These actors who I haven't heard of before, I'm sure that they, they were all, you know, classically trained 
dancers and actors and stuff. But seeing them <laughs> do they this show. They all look like they belong on, on the set of Shusha. Yeah, it it's it's not not with the jaguar and panda. It's not good. No, not on Shusha. <laughs> that creepy ass jaguar in that city. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that show was it. It wasn't messed up. It was just funny looking. It was funny looking, and it's really uh. A lot of it was simple definitely songs. for really little kids, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think when this came, when this came out, like I said... Um, we were already too old for it when it came out. Right, but I'm just saying, you know, before that, I remember having the, to- the, the the coloring book from where I got it from. Well, you know, and that's all I knew about them. I'm trying to remember how old I was when I even got that, you know, but whatever. I thought this thing came out, like I said, we were too old for it, and I'm embarrassed to say I saw quite a few episodes of it. Oh, yeah, I did too. Like so that's the only one I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed. To, that, that, that's I'm actually embarrassed to say I even know about this show, like beyond. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could, I could sing the whole fucking theme song right now, and that's sad. I said I don't know simple math, but I can sing the fucking theme song <laughs> to Zoopily Zoo. <laughs> uh. You know, but um, let's let's actually. Take a uh, little break, and we'll come back and we'll we'll finish the eighties. We'll jump into those few shows, those few kid shows in the nineties, and then we're also going to talk some of the more grown up shows that we actually watched. Yes. Um, I say grown up, adult. Sh- well, my, the the other shows on PBS that, that we watched and our other sort of uh, adventures. But let's uh, take a break and we'll be back. Alright. Hey guys, this is Jay. And actually we won't be back after this break. Uh, full disclosure, this show, we lost our minds. Um, <laughs> it's actually our longest record ever. We recorded for almost four hours. Went a little stir-crazy. I decided in post here to cut it into two separate episodes because I know you don't want to listen to all that madness. So stay tuned and we'll be back with part two later. Contact, contact, Now check it, that's the reason. Now check it, that's the answer. Why everything be hacking. Now here comes Clue snapping your back. We'll be contacted. Here it is again, not contracted. Individuals, when they fall like the cervical Shelf killer, no thriller, like Michael, oh, you psycho, like Norman, I'm storming, I'm coming through you, leaving you like planets when they get no sun, steady warming, global, here it is again, K-Rocks, the dope vocal, for all you local yokels, if you was from the mountains, K comes through abstaining, not retaining, when I rock, these beats complete, you'll see O-N-T-A-C-T, now this is how I got my tactics, B, you motherfucker can't even touch me, so so I come in with my ebonics and leave you with some purpose. Check it, that's the contact.
You know what Mr. Rogers always says? I don't watch Mr. Rogers. Here's what he always says. I get all soapy. You know, soap suds all over me. And then my grandfather would take this hose and go like this with me. He'd squirt all over me until the soap... <laughs> so you were playing. Yeah, my grandfather and I did a lot of playing together. <laughs>